Hey everybody, I'm Andrew Gardner and I'm this week's Man of the Hour. This week we talked about business, we talked about parenthood, we talked about money, and we talked about sex. Up next this Men's Health Month is entrepreneur, podcast host, and my dear friend Andrew Gardner. He's the founder of Gafton Apparel Company and Drew Coffee, two extraordinary brands that I'm in love with, both having great missions, so be sure to check them out online while you're listening to all the great things AG has to say about fatherhood, growing up, and building a brand. Even when your wife is a famous actress from Nickelodeon, Daniela Monet, parenting still looks the same for these two. You gotta hear it from Andrew himself. For all the episodes you may have listened to, or if this is the very first podcast you're joining, I just want to say thank you for clicking on the Men of the Hour. Our Men's Health Month special episodes would not have been the same without metrics, and I can't tell you how thankful I am this company's trusting me with their brand for the next month. So this episode with Andrew is sponsored and brought to you by Metrics. Most days now, and I know this is probably the same for you, I always want something savory after a good workout, especially if it's with weights. And Metrics protein bars and shakes are always my go-to. It's like you get the best of both worlds, having the recovery from the protein bar shake and a delicious, healthier meal replacement. Their bars are what I think you'll love the most, so I'll talk about them for here in just a second. They are packed with 30 grams of protein and all the vitamins and minerals you would need for an all-day kind of energy. You can get them from metrics.com, that's M-E-T-R-X.com, but they're also available at any drugstore, well, the major ones at least, CVS, Walgreens, Dwayne Reed, you name it, they have them in stock. They also have a lot of protein bars on deck, some of which include my favorite, the Super Cookie Crunch. They have ready-to-drink shakes, powders, and supplements too, but you'll have to go to their website or enter one of those drugstores to find out. Their website is metrics.com, M-E-T-R-X.com. And when you go there, online only, you can use my code JUSTIN15 for 15% off at checkout. Do not try to use that at Dwayne Reed. I don't think it's going to work unless you want to try it. I kind of want to hear your answer. If you go use JUSTIN15 at CVS, Walgreens, or Dwayne Reed, you have to let me know. (laughs) Now here's the episode with Andrew Gardner talking all things fatherhood and parenting. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's do it, buddy. I want to talk about fatherhood and parenthood uh, with you for about the next almost an hour. Uh, For anybody tuning in, this is Andrew. I'm so happy you're here, buddy. Uh, Gafton guy, that's where you're at on social media. You know, I was looking you up and I was like, your name isn't freaking like, you're not Andrew anywhere. You're Gafton guy. Where'd that come from? (laughs) Uh, Okay. So Gafton is, well, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. I was was stoked to do this. Um, Gafton is the name of the street that I grew up on when I was Mm. little. It was like a place where literally like my family dynamic changed a lot. And like the friends around me really became family. Like it was close to my high school. Like everybody was over all the time. Like it was the spot. Um, And so it just stuck with me, man. It's like a place that, you know, that has just a wonderful spot in my memory. Mm. And I pulled that into, I started like a, a headwear and apparel line. We love it. You know what I love about it? It's the logo. I was like, that's just yeah, dope. Thanks, you should have just launched something that said dope. The logo, the, it's like, it's intricacy and everything, bro. I ain't saying that to throw an advertisement on here. I'm just saying you should go check out Gap. You know <laughs> I'll throw I mean? you a hat, bro. <laughs> uh, dude, you'll, you'll love this then. So the, the logo is a cursive G. Mm. It's, it's the way that my mom signs her G and, and therefore like the way that I started signing my own G cool yeah 
Oh man. Yeah. You said, okay. Yeah. So that was the street that you grew up on, but you also mentioned the family dynamics and stuff were changing over time. I mean, were you yeah. guys moving around a lot? No. So w- when I was 15, my parents split. Mm. Uh, and I grew up in one of those families where everybody looked at us like, oh, you guys are the perfect family or whatever. And then it was sort of, sort of shell shock, right? Mm. Because your whole world flips upside down. And the reality is now as an older guy, you look back and it's pretty normal, right? I'm sure the sure. stat is still more than 50% of families sort of fall apart in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, family dynamic fell apart. I was I was 15-ish, not too long after that. My brother moved away, so it was just me and my mom holding it down. And um, yeah, it was just it was just a meeting place for mm. everybody and like a place filled with love, you know? Dude, I think a lot of people have been through that. I mean, you could be 15-year-old now, or you could have been 15 years old when something like that would have happened in your life. Yeah. And that's, I, you know, what? I can't remember which episode of this show, particularly we had discussed this. It might've been Ricky Whittles, you know, from the God that was like fucking October last year. So, but I think about it, I'm like, there was a conversation once that I remember having about uh, your, your difficulties and your challenges in your life, really allowing you to like get closer to people. Yeah, I'd say the same probably for you. It's like you when you find someone like the Australians we were talking about just a minute ago, you find people with good energy. A lot of the times, like what's actually going to blend your connection has to be, doesn't have to be, but a lot of times it will end up being things that you guys have went through that were challenges or just like natural disruptions in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting, man. I mean, I, I remember being 15, 16, 17 and really drawn to my friends, like the friends I already had around me that were going through the same thing. Like we just became so freaking close, you know? And the reality is, is like, I had, I had maybe out of say 10 good friends, I had one family that was still together out of everybody. Gosh, that's, that's crazy. I got cold chills. Cause if you think about like the people you're closest to, they could have went through like the most dramatically different experience around like parents divorcing or losing a parent just whatever that might mean. And I would use the term broken home, but I don't really like that. So it's like, you know, just like a difficult teenage life, for instance, you know, things are just trickier when your parents aren't full together and stuff. Um, but then you, like you'd said, it's different when everybody looks out from the outside, looking in, gosh, that beautiful family and like, they have it all together. And then it, then it doesn't end up being like that for much longer too. Um, I would say the same about you, Daniela, and your beautiful kids. Andrew, from the outside looking in, I think that a lot of people are looking at you, Daniela, your beautiful family at home now, as if you all have it all together and you're super polished and such. But then I could only imagine like you looking back at your 15-year-old self when people told you the same thing back then, Mm -hmm. the difference between 15-year-old Andrew and the happy, what I think is really happy Andrew right now, what would you kind of say is the difference there in terms of your home life now? Oh, bro. Well, well, first of all, like the fact that you can look at me and, and call me happy, I guess is a compliment. So thank you for that. Oh yeah. Um, dude at 15, you know, you, you just like, you know, nothing still you're innocent. Um, you don't fully understand relationships. Um, especially one that's long-term where, you know, people have been together and then they have kids and you're the kid and now you're 15. So that they've been together for at least 15 years. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, I've learned now at 33, there's so much that goes into a long-term relationship and yeah, I gotta be like really honest. Like our relationship is nowhere near perfect, mm. you know, sometimes, and that's what we try to do with our podcast, right. Is like, keep it super real and have these conversations that are really going on in our life. 
because, you know, we've been together for almost 10 years, man. I mean, there's, there's been two or three occasions where we've looked at each other and go like, is this what we're doing? Like, should, mm -hmm. should we be here together sort of thing? But what I, what I've found to be the most important thing for anything and almost any relationship is communication. Right. And like, oh, yeah. that, that's something I've really pushed on her and I've wanted to talk about everything and anything and nothing's really off the table. Mm. And the idea behind that is like, like I, I want her to know how I'm feeling all the time. And I want her to tell me the same thing because when there's a disconnect, like let's try to connect back. And that's, to me, that's, that's the only way to do it. And then it's just, it's fucking hard, dude. Like you got to choose each other day after day after day. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause a lot of shit changes. And then when you have kids, even more shit changes yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not easy. It's real shit. It's real shit. You say communication, open communication, bro. Like, I don't yeah. think a lot of people oh, yeah. consider that. Like, you know, for, for so long, you can look at a couple and say like, oh, they're cute together or they seem happy because mm -hmm. they're holding hands and like going to beach vacations with their kids. Now they're on a vacation because they probably want to get away from their jobs. Who knows? Yep. But like, but something you guys are tackling. I mean, you said podcast. You have to name the podcast, brother. It's uh, adulting like a mother. Oh, I figured I'd do Wait, it later. No, I'll, I'll do it right now, bro. Because listen, and anybody tuning in right now, like if you're watching us, uh, his background says growth is gangsta, which is super dope. Uh, but if you're listening, adulting like a mother father is the podcast he was talking about. And I think there's something special there with you guys having open dialogue with other people about yeah. your relationship, about theirs, the similarities, maybe the differences between the two of you. But it's only when you have that open dialogue that like, you probably feel no weight on your shoulders. Is that the case? Yeah. <laughs> In terms no, of what you're thinking. Yeah, for sure, dude. We still feel the weight because, uh, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Like, that's something that's been super important to me since I was say 20-ish, early mm. 20s. Uh, that's not a skill that she learned. And so we've been learning it together. Yeah. And so now even 10 years in now, we, I mean, we still have our struggles. She, her default is to like go silent on things. Got it. Whereas mine's like, let's talk about it all, you know? Yeah. And so that's, that's the challenge too. Could be a good balance though. If you think about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we talk a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to accept, man. There's a lot of things where like, we're so different <laughs> and you know, they say opposites attract and I'm, I'm sure it's I true. Guess. I'm yeah. sure it's yeah. true. Yeah. But I'm just trying to find more acceptance for a lot of things, including that, because yeah. when I don't, man, I'm just banging my head against the wall. I like, get it. I how get do it. I make you like me? I know. You know. Well, the kids might make it a little bit easier in that sense. And you said kids make it trickier sometimes if you think about like how much is yeah. now added onto that plate that already existed. Yep. How have the kids played into the equation for you and your parenthood? Um, well, man, the first thing that comes to mind is like I have so much more love and respect for her watching her be oh. a mom. Like oh, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Right. But, uh, when it gets down to it, man, every day is long, you know, like every day it's a grind and like you're short on sleep, you're short on energy. And so you're short with each other. Like you, you have very small windows to even check in with each other throughout the day. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah. But I mean, Gosh, because there's only so much energy you have in a day anyway. How much sleep do you get? Eight hours? <laughs> I'm doing all right now. She's good. You know, she's not so much. Yeah, I remember uh -huh. she said that last year. It was just like, yeah, moms don't sleep. It's did just did not you get her last year, like in the first six months of Geo? When when did you get her? I think she was she had just had the baby. 
dude. The first three to six months with Geo was hell. Yeah, that's what it hell. was. Yeah. Uh, Plus the fact that you guys have like the businesses, your lives, your family, your friends. I mean, you guys live in the most beautiful state, in my opinion, minus the fires, Uh, you know, knock on wood, those don't happen anymore. But like in a beautiful state, like it's nice right now, as we're speaking, it is beautiful in New York. I want to be outside. And I was like, no, Andrew's way more important. But after this call, I'm going outside. So like the temptations of just wanting to do more with your life, simply like going outside for instance is it's yeah. it's there the distractions yeah. and the temptations are there but then you have to realize that being a parent's a priority you know how do you how do you handle like any pressure that comes with being a dad now dude i walk i walk yeah. my my calves Simple. are so nice right now <laughs> I'll, I'll look i'm not messing with you with geo i haven't done it so much with ivory yet because she's still not even three months but with geo I had the sickest fucking dad carrier. It looked like 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 was an she army on the piece. She was on the front of you or the back? He was on the front. Right. He was yeah, on the yeah, front. Yeah. And I we would go for three, four walks a day because like he was super fussy. So I just had to do something to get out of the house and calm him down. Yeah. And we would walk, man. My calves for the last year and a half have been like real <laughs> nice. And uh to that note, also, I'm a big Spotify user. And uh, you yeah. know how they do the year in review? Dude. What was yours? Top 0.05% of Bob Marley listeners. Oh. 7,000 hours. He, he got Marley. you through all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not, <laughs> listen, you guys were in the prime. Like your babies are still so young and early in their life, but that's in the pandemic too. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all we had. Yeah. But now that life's looking a little up, life is looking a little more open and up. I've stopped yeah. using the word pandemics and COVID just cause, but like life is opening up. Yeah. Thank you. Right. No, I appreciate yeah. you saying thank you. Cause it's, it's, it's here. Life is life is how we're going to make it for the remainder of whoever's vax and stuff like that. But no need to talk about it. Right. Cause we're yeah. just going to move on and see what happens. Cause growth is gangsta. And, and then you're, <laughs> we have to grow as a community in order to be gangsters. Right. Dude, instead of Gafton guy, why don't you change your Instagram handle to calves guy? You thought about it? <laughs> it wouldn't be bad, man. Like, but my cast would have to be monster cast. Like that would do well for sure. It'd be like another trend you might start. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. I'm actually trying to get away from Gafton guy right now because I want to get to my name and somebody's got it. <laughs> and you try to find shortened versions Wait, of let it. let me stop you. <laughs> Was your name ever Andrew Gardner on social? Nah. I didn't think so. Nah. So now you have I to go back to that. Why don't you call Instagram and tell them, hey, I want my name back. Yeah, I, I might have to take that step. I'm trying to get, I've been trying to like, I like shortened versions. So I was just trying to get Andrew G. Like if I could just get oh. Andrew, great. But I think somebody has it and they have enough followers where I couldn't get it. But somebody has Andrew G, <laughs> G with like, I don't know, not that it matters, right? Like 40 followers or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah. let me get it, bro. Let me Third, get it. These are the problems you and I deal with. I can't find mm-hmm. Justin Crawford. But the, here's right. what I'll say about those being our problems. Because mm-hmm. you and I can talk about it for the last 30 seconds that our Instagram handle is a problem, I'm going to be the first to say I think our life is pretty good. Why do you think your life is as good as it is right now, Andrew? Just perspective. Mm. Perspective. I mean, look, I'm, I'm super fortunate, right? Like, here's the reality on me that I think people will find interesting. So I, I did the whole corporate thing for eight, nine years. When our son was born, I built the ability like a financial cushion for myself to walk away sure sure so i resigned and um i was like 
there's so many things I want to do. I don't know exactly what that looks like yet, but I'm just going to give myself time. And I don't want to miss the time with my son. And he was our firstborn, right? So it's just the most magical thing. Mm. So, you know, I did that. I have Daniela's support. She's done really well her whole life. She's been acting since she was seven years old. I have that support. I have the freedom to do what I want right now. Like I never imagined a world where I would have this much time with my kids, which is amazing. That makes me smile, dude. I love that. Yeah. I'm so lucky for that. So that's, that's a big one, dude. I'm a simple guy when it comes to what makes me happy. Like I just need to move. I need to exercise. I do. You got to work on those calves and listen to Bob Marley. I hear hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Um, and dude, I could go outside and like, like look up at the sky and the trees and like the, the blends of colors and stuff. And I'm, I'm freaking happy. You know what dude. I mean? Like that's all it takes for me. I got to ask you, do you shop a lot for like materialistic shit? No, no, I, I don't shop at all. The only thing that's been on my radar that is going to happen is the cyber truck. What's a cyber truck? What? The Tesla cyber truck. Oh, I've seen yeah. Tesla taxis. No wonder they're coming out with fucking robots now with Tesla. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, it's funny you ask that. I, I fucking hate shopping now. I do too. It's I'm not a consumer me out. at all. Hmm. Shopping period, or just for like clothes and shoes and stuff like that. Everything. Yeah. I Why? like my. I like my money. I like the comfort of knowing that I have it more than any material thing. We're going to go off record for just a second. Everybody, we want to talk about parenthood, fatherhood. I think you've already heard Andrew say a bunch of that. I want to go back to your thought with Daniela being a mom and how much respect you have for her. We will get to that point. Don't let me forget it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the fact that you, you, let's talk about that idea of being able to be more happy with the money that you have as opposed to the money you don't have. Sure. I think that's so important. And, sure. and I see a lot of my friends who are so happy with like the minimal and the, the smallest amount of things in their closet Mm -hmm. or the one, I don't know, like the setup that I see in people's offices and at home and such, it's like the the more simple that I see they're living their life. Number one, the happier they are. Number two, the more money I know they have. Right. Yeah. I think that's a trend. I think, I think, you know, you see it all the time. I look at the big tech giants, right? Everybody who's a bajillionaire, they dress like they have 10 bucks in their account. Yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs might have like 25 black turtlenecks, which is dope. And they're they're probably probably all from like YSL, but like, (laughs) dude, I would rather have, you know, what's interesting. I've thought about fashion to be the first. I mean, you can have, you can relate this to anything, but if you think about what you wear, like I have four white t-shirts, four black t-shirts, and then I interchange them with like jeans and slacks and this, that, and how, how, how would you, how do you, how would you describe your dress code? Lazy. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been, I, I've been in sweat since, since early 2020. Um, I'm pretty simple, man. I like the basics. Like I don't like logos. Yeah. I don't like nothing. I got a few pair of pants that I like that fit well. Um, I like a t-shirt. Like once in a while, I like to throw on a polo. I actually want to do Solid. this more often because I feel, yeah. I just feel different, you know? Yeah. How does wearing a polo make you feel? Just like I'm awake. I get it. You know, like I'm you, you look like something. you're the shit. Let me tell you that much. Oh, but thanks, Apollo man. does that. I, this is not a sponsorship and I'll always be very transparent. I don't know who has sponsored your episode when we air it. Uh, but Roan, if you look at the men's apparel company, uh-huh. I love Roan. We're partnering with Roan on something I'll tell you about in a little bit. I can't give the exclusive because we're a month out. 
Roan is dope at polos. Like I will wear the same polo, bro, for like, this is kind of nasty, but not. I'll wear it two or three times because I literally, it doesn't smell. It doesn't stain. <laughs> it's one of those, like they do what Lululemon does with how like it doesn't bring up any stank. You know oh, what I mean? That's impossible for me. Because <laughs> you're walking now. so damn much. Because well, you carry that fucking army strap thing Dude, with your baby. Also, too much coffee. Like I'm literally sweating the second I have my coffee. Like the second I feel any stress, bro, it's flowing. There's no way I'm going two or three days. Two max, bro. I'm gonna send you a polo. You just check it out, Roan. Um, okay. You know, wait, coffee. Wait, does that make you anxious or is it just like the caffeine makes you sweat? What's the deal? Yeah, all the above. Um, <laughs> dude, yeah seriously Switch to matcha yeah i can't though man I, I just launched a coffee company you know so i gotta i gotta go with it i love coffee <laughs> so much bro like i'm so passionate about it yeah. um and i love good coffee mm. you know but it does does make me feel anxious does make me sweat and it's like i it, it's so funny dude i have this battle in my head almost every single day where i'm like it's doing all this to you uh what you love it, what are you going to do? You know, and I just, especially after a hangover, there are remedies. Think of it this way. So say you go to bed. I don't know if you drink alcohol. You probably don't. You're so like healthy. Um, could you imagine like when you're thinking about drinking coffee, that there's got to be like liquid IV supplements, water, Gatorades, just put that shit in your system and you won't feel mm -hmm. as bad about drinking coffee. I drink it three days, or sorry, three times a, a day. You do. Um, yeah, and I feel great before I go to bed at like 10, 10 30. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Well, when do you have the last cup or last drink? Uh, no later than like 2 30, 3 p.m. Okay. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm a little worse off than you are. Like, I'll, I'll pull a shot at like 5, 5 30 p.m. Time you go to bed? 10 ish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, so you still got it in like, your system, I think, for about eight, eight hours after you drink it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, dude. Sometimes about five o'clock, though, you're so dead, and I still got to do bath time for the kids. I get it. So I need something, you know? Yeah. We'll look for alternatives. I want to go back to parenthood for just a moment <laughs> yeah. because you're through the lens of a father. Yep. Again, your podcast, Adulting Like a Mother Father. I always want to say motherfucker. Uh, adulting Like a Mother Father. From the lens of a father, watching your wife raise the children with you, but having known mm. that she carried them, right? That's got to mm. stick in your mind to some extent. And there's also the element that I feel like every mom kind of shows a different level of love for the children, probably because they came out of her. Like, it's just such a, I wanted to talk about it. I'm sure you guys have talked about it on, on your pod, but from your lens, is there ever a point where you feel like you're not maybe doing enough as a father? How do you balance that with maybe overdoing your job as a father, especially while the two of you continue to work? I mean, you guys are working like monsters sometimes. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question, man. I, I, I think it's a really tough balance. I think mm -hmm. it's something we both think about as mom and dad. Um, I mean, the thing that stands out to me is, is the one way I feel like I always make up for any of my shortfalls is by giving like geo specifically just uninterrupted time, like leave my phone in the house and go outside with him. You know what I mean? And like yeah. get down at his level play his games, speak his language, all the things. Cause I feel like, yeah. like him knowing that I'm there and present, even if it's for one hour a day, that that's money. Yeah. yeah. But there's always this push and pull of like, you do too much parenting and you feel like you're missing out on work stuff or you're not doing enough there. And then you shift your focus to that. And now you feel like all you want to do is be with your kids. It's a push and pull all the time. Mm. And like speaking to parents who are much further along in the game than we are, 
Sure. That's, that's the one thing that I hear across everybody is like, you'll feel that your entire life. So. Mm. And could you imagine if you weren't in a pandemic when your kids were this young, being able to spend this much time, I've heard from parents already that when your kids are in their prime infancy or childhood right now during the past year and some change that we've experienced because of COVID, you know, it's, it's crazy to see the amount of time that you has been spent in one year that you probably would have, wouldn't have gotten in like 10 due to travel and like, yep. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I mean, everybody was in the same boat we are, and we were both two parents like who, who had made the choice to work from home before that happened. That's right. That's you right. Know? How do you think people can approach the, like the, the, the new ways that you're going to be able to parent and work at the same time? How would you guys, I mean, especially based on your podcast, what have people been saying? Uh, bro, you, you got a block schedule. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you got to sit yeah. down with your, with your other, or if you have some help or whatever, like, and everybody has to be crystal clear on like what you're doing in each block of time. I found that like, when we get away from structure like that, then we can all be in the same space, but nobody knows what anybody's doing or what anybody's responsible for, if that makes sense. You know what I That's mean? That's true. Like we could be in the same space and our house is pretty small, right? So you feel like you're touching everybody. And like, I know that Danielle is there with the kids, but I don't feel like I can break away because it's not crystal clear. You know what I mean? Like for me, I guess I need those really clear boundaries. I think it's smart to have and understand what those boundaries even are. Imagine how many people go into parenthood. I ain't ready for that shit, dude. I'm 25. Could it come down the line? <laughs> you got time, man. <laughs> He's like, don't fucking go yet. Don't do it yet. Not yet. You, again, I, you know why I said you were happy earlier? Why I think you guys are happy? I genuinely feel the energy from listening to your pod, from seeing you guys on social media. There's like, if you guys are being this open and honest with the public about your marriage and your parenthood, you have to be at least somewhat happy or really confident. And I think you're both. What do you think yeah. has kind of built that for you? The kids. Mm. Honestly, man. I mean, I, I feel like I'm the type of person who like, I have really high standards for myself and I've been pushing myself my whole life. And I met Daniela 10 years ago and Daniela was so much further along in terms of accomplishment. Mm. And like, I'll be more specific financial accomplishment um, than I was. And I was you know, fresh out of college and um, I felt, I felt pretty lost, man, for, for a number of years, even sometimes now, like not sure what I'm really supposed to be doing, like where my true value lies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we had kids and it kind of changes everything or it changed everything for me. Like mm. I gave, I gave less fucks about that more fucks about what was most important, which was them. And like being a father or the mother is the most important job you're, you're ever going to have. You know what I mean? That's like all that used to be back in the day. Have you been told that? That's no. all people used to do. My, my mom used to say that back in the day, like her job was to only be a mom. She's from Japan. So it's a little different, but like mm. way back, take us a hundred years back. Mm -hmm. I swear it was all about being a parent and just making enough to make sure everybody was fed. For sure. For sure. But now it's not that anymore. I'm especially in a place like LA or New York, right? Sure. Like, you can, you can try not to pay attention as much as you want, but I everywhere, know. You, everywhere you look, there's like the next level, the next level. I want to ask, dude, I fucking love that you said that. Today I was walking down the street and you know how hard it is. You hear that hard, hard. You know, I say white, white all the time. <laughs> you know how hard it is to not get distracted 
in our cities to anybody listening, if you're in Minnesota, if you're in Florida, Australia, I mean, everybody's city is different and respective to each. But if you think about it, anytime you're in an overpopulated area where there's just too many people around or you see other people, Instagram amplifies that. It's real shit. I don't think anybody's really, real, that's why people aren't content nowadays. You're on Instagram 100%. and you're like, oh, I see, I see Andrew and Daniela so happy with their kids. And then here I go rushing at 25 to have children to look like you. I don't need Mate, that, right? I wish. I wish everybody knew what was going on behind the scenes before like a single photo was taken. Yeah. For anybody, for anybody, how fucking real would that be? And I don't care if people can get on Instagram live or get on Twitter live and social media at all and still be like, Oh, what? This is the real me. I get it. But the real you is the one that woke up and popped that retainer this morning with fucking boogers (laughs) in your nose. That's the real you, you know, the real you is the one that goes to bed with all this anxiety about all these things happening in your life, not really knowing how to handle it, you know, but, but like you, but back to your point, open conversation, I think is always going to be the cure. It's like a natural therapy. When you just talk, think about why we host podcasts. You just talk. This ain't a job. Anybody who thinks we're paying bills with sponsorships, I have one partner per episode, partner, not sponsor. Cause I don't give a fuck about the money. Same to you guys. I can tell your passion about your partnerships, but it's not about the money. Like you said, it's literally having an open conversation about things people aren't talking about. You know, I saw Daniela post something. You mentioned picture and she's gorgeous. Anyway, both of you guys are gorgeous. I saw something right before you and I jumped on this podcast where she had said, no one talks about sex enough. Sex is how you have kids. Why don't we talk about it? Mm -hmm. Clearly. So perfect that you guys are covering that on your podcast. Yeah, dude, we just dropped that episode. What's today? Wednesday? Uh Uh-huh. Well, whatever day it is. Uh, (laughs) We just dropped that episode Tuesday, which is... Anyways, Tuesday in earlier mid-May, whenever you air this, um, title, Let's Talk About Sex. And dude, this episode hit home for a lot of people. And like it hit home As for me should. having a conversation. Yeah, we had, we had a sexual wellness expert on from a company called Foria. And dude, I was just blown away with like how nonchalant the conversation was for her. Got it. You know what I mean? Like I'm 33. I've... I've, I've been there done that had some sex or whatever yeah like i don't talk about this stuff like that yeah it's just not something you bring up i'm sure no no but it's important man it's really important because people like where else are you supposed to learn it most families don't pass that information down to their do you think part of that and i don't know if the expert might have said this and i'm going to listen to the episode after you and i record now but tell me and give us give us a tease here is it because people are ashamed of their sex lives no I just, I, no, I think they don't know enough. Yeah. But well, aren't you scared of what you don't know? So either you're afraid of it or you are, I've just seen people, they're all like, oh yeah, just, you know, the body count thing back in middle school and high school, there's all this bullshit around sex, yeah. you know, and I'll drop this for the first time. Anybody listening, I think this will be almost around 50, but to be a virgin at 25, I've, I know everything that I need to know about it enough to still keep what I need to keep. And uh, yeah. first time I'm dropping a do because we bring it up. People don't talk about it. So every time I tell people, I'm like, yeah, I'm a virgin. How fun is that? Like, oh my, what? How? I'm like, I just don't, I don't, I don't live the same type of, or not live the same life, but I just haven't made the same choices because life is about choices. Um, But in doing so, yeah, you guys hit the nail on the head. Talking about sex is, I think it's fun because I haven't done it, but (laughs) to other people I noticed, it's like, it's just a way of life and it's how you're going to have kids. So it's just, I think it's interesting because it's part of life. I want to flip a question on you, man. Like, have you had any points in your life up to this, up to 25 where 
you've gotten close, you've wanted to, or is it something that's been like a no forever? It's been a no for a long time. Mm. I haven't even gotten close, which is yeah. crazy. Um, but I also think I don't put myself in those situations. Yeah. I don't, I have never, I don't, I can't remember the last time I had a date. If you think about it. Wow. Um, but I, I think a lot of that's just like 25, the life I've had to live, uh, very similar to you. Like, you know, things changed in, in childhood and elementary school, middle school. I was a military brat. So like I didn't mm -hmm. stay, I used to joke. I was like, I never stayed anywhere to actually find time to get that intimate to have sex. Cause yeah. we moved so much. So I was like, all right, great. Everybody's my friend. Everybody's like, you know, so it was more about building community for a long time, man. But like, they always say like the time will come and stuff, but I know kind of enough of what I would need to know. Um, but I know for people who've had it and such, it's just something that's not talked about. Yeah. 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 It's a taboo subject, man. I'm happy to touch on it. And, and, and honestly, the episode did really well in the feedback. It's been amazing. So yeah, we're definitely going to circle back and do some. Oh, more. dude, keep doing it. Adulting like a mother father. Uh, you know what you mentioned earlier? Um, coffee company, dude. I mean, we, we, yeah. we dropped Gafton. You know, I, I, the mm -hmm. cool thing about these conversations, a lot of times when you're talking to dope people like you is that like everything's interweaved, you know what I mean? Throughout mm -hmm. the, throughout this discussion, if you may like life combo, why a coffee company, especially if it causes you so much anxiety and sweat, dude. I just love it, man. I love everything about it. <laughs> Honestly, like everything. I love the taste. Obviously I love the smell, but it's really just the process for me. Mm. Like, process I of just, making the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What about the idea of like coffee equals culture or community? I love that. I consider many... all that stuff when like trying to come up with a name for the brand and like yeah. coffee is like apparel in the sense that there's a million people doing it. And every idea that you come up with has probably been touched already. Yeah. It's difficult. Drew coffee. Drew coffee. That's you. Mm -hmm. Maybe that should be the thing. Just like aggregate all those Instagram handles and just do like Gaft Drew Co. There you go. Something. So it's not, I mean, you said you wanted to change it. So I'm just giving you some ideas here, bud. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Choking on water. Coffee. Um, it's, it's culture. I think the reason I wanted to bring it up is like, how many people have you met? Hey, let's get a coffee. I'll meet you at this coffee shop. Or you worked on a PDF at a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Right. Or you took a phone call for an interview at a coffee shop. Yeah, man. That's my go-to for sure. Especially when I'm meeting up with anybody newish in my life. Oh yeah. It's always coffee. And then, um, so Daniela's Italian and her family is all pretty close to us in LA. Yeah. And they're together so much, man. Like I'd never experienced family together this much, but it's, it, it's fun, man. Like they were just all over here for mother's day. Mm. And like, I had the machine fired up all day, making coffees for everybody. And like, that's my shit. I love it. And so when I'm thinking about things that I want to try my hand at, it was a, like, how do I blend things that are so aligned with my lifestyle already that I'm super passionate about that's with it. something I can make money from? You oh know? yeah. That's so a real, that's called a lifestyle entrepreneur. Yep. Right. They say like, oh, entrepreneurs thrown around. I'm going to put the word lifestyle in front of it. Because if you do something that you're already attached to or somewhat love and you can find a way to make money off of it, that's yep. what it is. Yep. And that's been good. It's been great, man. It's been great. Like I've, I've, I've learned a lot that. in a short time. Like it's only been alive for six months. I've learned a lot. I've, I've already had my business challenges. Like I'm already looking at ways that I can grow. Um, it's, it's fun, bro. It's, but it's competitive. I mean, again, oh, it's like a million coffee companies, you know, but then it's back to the authenticity. Don't you think 
yeah, and the uniqueness of your brand. I do think so. But I think when, when you get to the point where you really want to pump some money and energy into it to scale so that you're a known brand, you have to have a differentiator and like the brand has me, but to so many people, like, who am I, you know? Mm. So for me, it's like, I take the sustainability lane. Like I look at sustainability and everything we do, like from packaging to shipping materials, to the way the coffee is sourced and roasted and everything. Right. Mm. But there's already a lot of like big players already doing that. So the, my point is, is like the biggest challenge right now is finding the differentiator. Cause I have amazing coffee. I really do. Like the feedback's been amazing. Um, but like, what's going to set me apart from everybody else. So mm. we're working on that. Call me if you need any help, dude. I don't know I what I can provide. <laughs> I'm here all hands on deck, dude. Cause growth is gangsta, right? And we're going to grow together. Before we wrap this podcast, I haven't done this in a long time. Uh, I guess I'll do. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you one final question. Uh And if you think about the impact you're wanting to leave as a dad, talked Mm. a lot about parenthood, talked a lot about fatherhood, what that meant for you and Daniela, you separately, the challenges of 10 years, you being 15 years old, coming from a quote unquote broken home or whatever that means for people uh, Mm -hmm. and having to go through challenges beyond that. You know, if, if you could look at dads that are about to become dads, what impact would you want to leave with them? And, and, you know, what advice would you give those newer dads? That's a, that's a solid question, man. Um, I'm still thinking about this all the time, to be honest with you. Mm. I used to say that I used to think about the two or three things that I want to leave with my kid when I leave at some point. Right. And one of the things was I want to, I want to teach him how to be happy. And now I'm, I'm going through my own like self-work journey. And like, I don't know if I have the same priority with that. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. teach that to somebody. I think it's more about acceptance of all things is what really makes somebody happy. So 100%. it would be that. And like, dude, it comes down to such a simple principle. It was just give them time. Mm-hmm. You know, time is the most important thing you can give to anybody. And I think your, your kids are number one for that. And when you can give like just real uninterrupted time like put your damn phone down man like, yeah get away from the distractions and just let them know that you exist and that you're there for them like you're there to to listen that's another mm-hmm. big thing for me is to listen but yeah come back to that just time solid dude we're almost yeah. out of time you know what's so sad i'm like I wanted andrew so badly on this podcast i was like the sooner we can do this the better let's do it uh we could hold we could have held like to what two three hours we've seen some of those but dude i think we've we've covered a lot in the last 45 minutes don't you think i hope so i think so we'll do a part uh, two the cool uh, thing about this stuff I'm is like for that. you come back anytime you want bud come I back to a zoom that. call i wish this was a fucking studio <laughs> yeah. but we're not i think i'm in your basement you said or your garage the garage yeah <laughs> and you're in my little like office cube whatever you want to call this Love thing. It. Love <laughs> it. well man I'm, I'm truly humbled that you asked me on yes, dude i'm you humbled you said yes Thank you. I see your family and I see you and Danielle. I see you doing it. You're crushing it. And it's admirable, but it's also very exciting to see where Drew Coffee Company can come and go and where that's going to accelerate. Like you said, you want to kind of scale the business now. It's going to be really exciting to see. Uh, and then on top of that, dude, Gafton, let's see where that goes. Send me a hat. Uh, and we'll, we'll rep you like a motherfucker. Wait, we'll it. rep you, but I'll say like a motherfucker because adulting like a mother father, everybody go check it out. Uh, you and Daniela host is it weekly 
It's weekly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Check them if out. You're gonna, if, if you're going to start anywhere, we did an episode with Jay Shetty, like, like in the first few weeks. Amazing. A lot of people love that one, but uh, definitely check out the episode we just did on sex. It's a great one. Jay Shetty and sex. Perfect. We'll go check those two <laughs> out now. There you go. <laughs> Andrew Gardner at Gafton Guy. He might change it soon. So go follow him now before he changes the Instagram handle, right? There you go. Love it, man. <laughs> Thanks again, buddy. All right, Justin. Hey, it's Justin again. And before you exit this very episode, wherever you're listening, I want to say thank you for being here. I hope you learned something new and are leaving more inspired by the conversation you just heard. Men of the Hour is also on Instagram and YouTube at Men of the Hour Podcast, where you can find all of our video sneak peek exclusives and full episodes. Be sure to follow and subscribe and do all those great things so that we can stay connected. And right before you jump, I would love to hear from you if you would put a rating and review right here where you're listening. Until next Monday, continue taking care of yourself and building the best possible life.